This is the God in All Things podcast, rooted in Ignatian spirituality and seeking the presence of God in the everyday. If you really read the Gospels, I mean really pray with them, over time you'll discover the simplicity of Jesus' teaching. Most Christians grow up with some sort of formal religious education, a church or in a religious school. There, much of the focus can be on the complex history of God's people in the Hebrew scriptures, or on memorizing lists of commandments, sacraments, virtues, sins, fruits, gifts, rules, and doctrines. One can come away finding Christianity a convoluted web of precepts and difficult-to-understand stories. I've been training to become a catechist for Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, an approach to religious formation using the Montessori approach to learning. In fact, it's less about learning about God and allowing children to discover within themselves their natural desire for God. CGS is active in the Catholic and Episcopal churches. Using physical materials, figures, dioramas, and various objects, children discover a God of gifts, and Jesus, the ultimate gift to us. The story of Jesus is presented, and connections are also made to the liturgy. The atrium, as it's called, is divided into areas that present the essentials of our faith. The mysteries of the kingdom of God, told through the parables. The mystery of the incarnation, told through the prophets and the infancy narratives. The story of Jesus as the Good Shepherd, the Eucharist, and baptism. As in Montessori, CGS presents to children just the essentials, no more, no less. Amazingly, a beautiful and simple theology emerges. And rather than beginning children with the allegories of the Old Testament and its often wrathful images of God, CGS begins with Jesus who is the essential centrality of Christianity. The other stuff can come later. As I've witnessed presentations of biblical stories in the CGS atrium, I'm reminded of what St. Ignatius said to spiritual directors in the spiritual exercises. The one who explains to another the method and order of meditating or contemplating should narrate accurately the facts of the contemplation or meditation. Let him adhere to the points and add only a short or summary explanation. The reason for this is that when one in meditating takes the solid foundation of facts and goes over it and reflects on it for himself, he may find something that makes them a little clearer or better understood. This may arise either from his own reasoning or from the grace of God enlightening his mind. Now this produces greater spiritual relish and fruit than if one, in giving the exercises, had explained and developed the meaning at great length. For it is not much knowledge that fills and satisfies the soul, but the intimate understanding and relish of the truth. In other words, he's asking the director that when they offer someone a scripture passage to meditate on, just to offer the essentials, the facts of the passage, and not to impose any meaning or interpretation. This leaves room for the person to have an authentic encounter with God in their prayer. We tend to want to add detail or fluff or over-explain or analyze, but we need room to wonder about the mystery of God. As Ignatius says, 
for it is not much knowledge that fills and satisfies the soul, but the intimate understanding and relish of the truth. A good spiritual guide stays out of the way so that the Creator may deal directly with the creature. Similarly, in CGS, the Catechist doesn't add to or paraphrase the story in Scripture. She reads it right from the Bible, and using the materials, like a diorama, makes only the most essential movements and actions of the story. Nothing more, nothing less. This allows the child to fill in the rest with their imagination. It leaves room for them to wonder about the mystery presented and discover the meaning in it for themselves. Analysis and unpacking theology is great, but we must first relish the mystery of God's love before we get into the theological nitty-gritty. We must know in the heart and the soul before we know in the head. As I said, the more you read the Gospels, the more you discover how Jesus was a master of the essential, which led people to encounter the deep wonder and mystery of God. Quite often, the scriptures say people were amazed or awestruck by Jesus' preaching. That's a movement of the soul and a bafflement of the mind. He boiled down the entire law to just one essential commandment. Love God and love neighbor as yourself. When the rich young man came to him and asked what he should do to live a life for God, he said, sell your things and follow me. We see in Luke chapter 3 a precursor to Jesus' teaching in John the Baptist's encounter with the crowds. It's not the water of baptism that changes you or your ancestry. It's living a life that bears fruit, he tells them. When they ask him what they should do, he tells them to give their extra coat to someone who needs one and to give surplus food to one who is hungry. When the tax collectors ask what they should do, he says, collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. And to the soldiers, he says, do not extort money from anyone and be satisfied with your wages. Could it be that simple? John's responses seem like simple common sense. Jesus continues this pattern of preaching the essentials. Love, be generous, forgive. His lived poverty was a nod to this essentialism. And spiritual poverty embodies not only a trust in God, but a simplicity of faith. Dare we even say faith like a child? And, like in Catechesis of the Good Shepherd or in the Spiritual Exercises, Jesus offers stories that help people to gain not head knowledge about God, but to sink into the heart mystery of God. The parables can be interpreted in many ways, yet there's a simplicity to them. Often great truths come in the smallest and simple things, or in the fewest words. The simple realities of a mustard seed, a grain of wheat, water, bread, wine, oil, and light become endless metaphorical wells of the realities of God. In my last podcast, I spoke about essential guiding principles in our lives, those essential values we hold that we organize our life around. I encourage you to consider three, but perhaps we can name of those three the most essential. One helpful tool is a bento box, 
a simple Japanese lunchbox divided into sections of different sizes. Imagine one that has three compartments one large, one medium, and one small. Which guiding principle or value would you put in each? Which is the most essential in your life? It's a helpful exercise. I named simplicity, Sabbath, and marriage as my three main guiding values. I would likely place marriage in the largest compartment, as for me, that feeds everything else. Then simplicity would go in the medium sized section, since knowing how to focus on the essentials and to say no to certain things truly gives me sanity. Sabbath would be in the smallest compartment. Not because it's the least important, but because it's something that's really a product of my desires for both a healthy marriage and simplicity. It's interesting that in my experience, one sort of flows into the next. Do this exercise for yourself. How would you organize the important things in your life? What is the most essential? What is the most life giving? What leads you most? To a loving God and neighbor. For more, visit GodInAllThings.com. Now, I want to tell you about another Ignatian podcast I host. Some of you may know that I do some retreat work for Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Early in the pandemic, they developed a weekly email reflection series called the Contemplatio, based on scripture and offering an Ignatian perspective. And it's continued on, but now it's a podcast. Every Wednesday, when you listen to the Contemplatio, you'll hear an invitation to prayer and reflection with a scripture passage and a text from a contemporary spiritual writer. And one of the spiritual directors from Ignatius House offers their own reflection. So, if you're looking for an Ignatian prayer podcast, search for the Contemplatio in your podcast player. It's spelled C O N T E M P L A T I O. Or just search Ignatius House. Hope you enjoy it.